0: whole philosophy when i t- open a show when i'm when i'm working to people is i want them to feel comfortable I want them to feel relaxed and I want them to feel at home. And I, want, I really want them to relax. I, I'm very um, hesitant to do sort of audience participation with getting anybody up on stage or sticking a microphone in their face because it makes people feel uncomfortable and, and then they're going to be less inclined to join in. They're going to feel a little on edge throughout the evening. My whole thing is to make feel comfortable as if I'm performing in my own living room and that we all become friends and it's just a lovely, cosy uh, thing. I know that you have your own ideas on making audiences feel Comfortable, Anthony Davis?
1: Uncomfortable, yes. Well, I think there's two schools in in variety or in cabaret or in theatre. I'm a big fan of Barry Humphreys, and Barry Humphreys is of the school that I represent, which is actually to make the audience feel uncomfortable. Better known as Dame Edna. Dame Edna Everidge and Les Patterson. Makes the audience feel uncomfortable, and from the discomfort comes the joy and the pleasure. And he's very good at that, and it is a skill, and I wish I had even a, 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 a... hundredth of that skill, where he can, and he he does it through excessive rehearsal, but he likes to make the audience feel uncomfortable. And one of the most amazing things I ever saw in the theatre that he did, um, he was dressed as Dame Edna and he was, or I should say she, because Dame Edna loves to be called she when she's Dame Edna. She was throwing gladioli into the audience. This was at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane. And uh, people were catching the gladioli and it was a very exciting piece. Lots Mm. of music, lots of fun. Mm. And she threw gladioli up to the box, the one above the royal box. And this woman reached out to grab the flower. And as she did, she fell out. What? And she fell out from about 25, 30 is this, a, this Is, a, is this a true? true this happened? She fell out. Now, your, your reaction just then is the same reaction as everybody in the auditorium. We were absolutely terrified. How far did she fall? Well, she fell. Her husband, who was sitting next to her, somehow grabbed her foot. And he managed to catch hold of the the, the box as they fell. It took 0.3 of a second, and they fell out, and it was the most terrifying experience I've ever had. And Dave Medner ignored them, completely ignored them, carried on giving out flowers. And I was like, and everybody was like, (gasps) the whole audience jumped. And we were thinking, how the hell can Barry Humphreys be ignoring what is arguably the most the whole thing was a setup. Right. The whole thing oh, was, was born of Barry Humphreys and it happens every night. Ah, brilliant. And I learned so much that night because I forgot the entire show and all I remembered was this couple falling out the box. Did he do something with that afterwards? Did he refer to it as some No, th- all he did was a stepladder, got thrown out of the box... And they climbed up the step and down, and that that's was the, the gap. payoff. That's the gap. And it was very, very clever. And um, inasmuch as, much as there, are, there are some TV shows, like The Office, for example, I was never a fan of The Office, mm. but the reason that was so successful is because it made people feel uncomfortable.
0: Some, and many people t- too uncomfortable, too right?
1: Uncomfortable, and a lot of people right. just can't watch it, it's, right. just, it's too much. So being outside of your comfort zone, it's a bit like the party you don't want to go to, and your partner forces you to go, come, come to the party, and you go and you have a really good time. And I think that sometimes we have to push audiences into a place where they might not necessarily feel entirely comfortable, but actually, when either through the payoff, through the gag, or because of the evening as a whole, they actually have enjoyed themselves because they are not in a perfectly uh, comfortable environment. They're not wrapped in cotton wool. I,
0: I, I, sort of, I understand what you're saying, but in, in, I, I find it so difficult to imagine that, Me doing that with my audience, maybe just because I'm just not used to that, or maybe just not my style, Uh, even just the thought of it puts me on edge. Well, Sinatra
1: did it, strangely. Sinatra did it during a lot of his live shows where he used his uh, kind of bolshiness and maybe the mafia connections to kind of frighten the living daylights out.
0: That is an interesting, I mean, I've said this before on on these podcasts that when I was doing the Rat Pack, the, the constant note that I had from the director was stop being nice yeah. and I would come out as uh, I'm used to coming out I'm looking at people I'm I'm singing the first number you know luck be a lady to I'm looking at people I'm getting eye contact you know I'm trying to connect 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 all the time and warm to them and, and and make a connection with every individual in the room and he's saying you know Sinatra came out with this attitude of you're lucky that And look at you to have the chance to see me. And he would stand there and just think, you know, screw you all. You know, here I am and I'm wonderful and and look at you and I don't care whether you like me or not was the kind of vibe. And I really saw that on, um, they called it, I think, the main event with uh, um, Liza Minnelli and uh, Sammy Davis and Sinatra. And there's the video you can get, the DVD, with the three of them doing this. And um, Sammy Davis comes out. Of course, he said, there's a guy that connects. There's no discomfort there, just sensation. Everybody loves it. Liza came out. There's a different energy there, but also sensation. She's working hard, you know, she's sweating, she's giving everything she's got. And then Sinatra came out with this attitude that you're talking about. And I, as a huge Sinatra fan, actually, I was completely turned off by it, mm. because particularly in contrast to the other two, it just seems so arrogant and actually so, so uh, um, unkind, which is odd, because he really did respect his audiences.
1: Well, I'm a fan of Michael Gambon, and Gambon tells a great story where he's so... When he gets cast in plays, He always walks on stage with one hand in his pocket. And the reason he has one hand in his pocket is he likes to play with his penis. Mm. And the reason he does is on stage, in front of thousands of of people, through the pocket, because he wants to care so little about the production and the audience and not be there that it makes him a better actor to be out of it rather than in it. He certainly
2: delivers a stand-up performance. He certainly does. (laughs) Harry, your thoughts? I'm just still trying to work out in my head a kind of showbiz nirvana that Anthony was just describing, where you somehow you induce Dave Brubeck and his wife to fall out of a box <laughs> and then go straight into a tribute on stage. Um, I, think, I think Anthony's right in as much as they are the two scores. There's very much there's the Gary Williams and, I have to say, the, the Harry the Piano school. Whereas, um, I, I don't have the courage to play the game that Anthony plays of, of kind of, you know, being a bit a little bit bolshy and standoffish with the audience and then gradually winning them round. And you have to wait for that payoff. I'm, I'm straight away puppy, you know, love me, love me the second mm-hmm. I come on stage. And most of us are like that because we want to be adored. That's why we're in this business. Yes, but I've seen... I have seen... I've seen, I've been a, an audience for other, those other kind of acts that, that start off very edgily and kind of instantly interact with the audience and there's a kind of bristling and but and it gradually it sort of wins them over and, and at the end, it's just, so it's like a release. So you get this incredible wave of applause and adulation because you've, you've travelled through the journey to get where you are and you realise retrospectively that actually you did like him and it's, it's, it's kind of even more, it's a very exciting thing to do. I just personally don't have the courage to pull it off. And for me, it's the skill as well. I mean, you've really got to know yeah. what... You're you're
1: doing I think it's it's because it's not, nothing's happening by accident is it I think the other thing to remember is that you know in this show I'm just the warm-up man and if it was my whole show and if I had top billing like you guys, then obviously I, I wouldn't try and alienate the audience because they're paying to see me. And what, what you, you know. suggesting <laughs> so well, you, you you upset everybody, then you leave. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? If, if, if well it, thank you, I'm glad yeah, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Well I showed up for the interview, which is a start. <laughs> yes, that's right. So so and that's and that's the difference. And I always learned a lesson. And remember I worked as a warm-up man in television studios for about twelve years. Am working with some amazing main acts, and I was told time and time again, "Don't upstage the star." Mm. And I was told that by producers, not by the star, by pro- producers. Now they were teaching me. to But suck you know, eggs. the star are told so the producer to tell you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so there is something I think inherently about the act of being the warm-up, just being on for a few minutes, getting the audience warm, and mm. being nice to them. Where you do have to take them on a little journey. And, and doing the nice thing straight away is not the way I do it. Others might do it differently.
0: Thank you for listening to this Cabaret Secrets podcast. If you've got any comments or questions, please visit cabaretsecrets.com, where you'll also find details of the Cabaret Secrets book, an indispensable guide on how to create your own show, travel the world and get paid to do what you love.